0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of the NattyCast. I am your host, Peter Bowman, and in this episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Josh Bridgman. Josh is a natural bodybuilder, prep coach, and YouTuber, and we talked for about 40 minutes today and we touched on Josh's background, how he got into bodybuilding, um, nutrition, training. Uh, We touched on supplements and even talked a bit about fasting, uh, 24-hour fasts, and things of the sort so hopefully you enjoy this episode um and bear with me i know i probably sound a little unenthusiastic and monotone uh it's a life flaw of mine so please ignore that and yeah let's get into the episode enjoy all right man so to start uh do you want to just give me a background on how you got into fitness and bodybuilding and all that good news
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been lifting for bodybuilding for, say, like six years now. This is my sixth year. Well, I've just entered it um, coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always into sport. Um, rugby was my main sport, a big sport over here in England. I uh, played a lot of football as well. And then I got, I got like pretty severely injured um, during a rugby game. I kind of snapped my leg in half, tore on my crew shirts, and, and I kind of took, up, took like the typical path of just trying to maintain what I've got and just trying to like even improve what I've got. So I stayed in the gym um, and I stayed kind of following just some like basic foundations that my, my coach at the time gave me. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of fell in love with that process of, of, of progression each week. And I just fell in love with going to the gym and out of love with kind of the sports that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of took that kind of basic, basic, basic knowledge into uni. Um, And I've met a few other friends, like-minded friends who, we were also into lifting and going to the gym, and then that was it. We we started, you know, watching all the YouTubes together, all the old like Christian Guzman stuff. We we watched, you know, every anything we could that had like lifting in it. We were always watching it, and and then and then it just kind of turned more from progression into the gym, into like I want to be a bodybuilder. Um, and then it wasn't until my second year of university, so that is four years ago now. And one of my friends just said, look, there's a student competition coming up student bodybuilding competition no, why don't you give it a go you're you're in shape you're in this you're in that and i did it that was it i went for it um i managed to come second That was second in britain for this for the students which I which i was super happy with mm-hmm. uh, and that was it that was that was the the start of the beginning of my life i guess you know like my bodybuilding career and then i just fell in love with it and i just competed every year since
0: yeah that's awesome, uh, so how yeah. many competitions have you done so far
1: um, I was I can't remember if I can could, could count them top on not off the top of my head, probably about twelve. Twelve oh, thirty. Oh wow.
0: damn. I yes. didn't know you uh I didn't know you did that many. That's crazy. Yeah, it's so, been a lot. How many um so how many off seasons have you had per se? Is this your first real off season would you
1: say yeah we we, we call it real as natural bodybuilders yeah, because yeah. It's, over, it's over like eight months you know <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. uh yeah so this is the first time that i've had like a, a, apart from when i first started and i like, didn't really understand bodybuilding i just knew getting bigger and stronger yeah. when i did like two years of just eating and getting stronger um mm-hmm. oh, until then i competed every year um until this year which i'm going to take a year out my first year out um mm-hmm. of just trying to get solely trying to get bigger yeah, and, yeah we call it a real off season
0: yeah those are those are the good old days man when you just build yes. muscle build strength <laughs> and not worry about anything else you know you yeah, it's not really there but you're still making tons of progress
1: yeah uh, golden days
0: yeah man uh so you've worked with uh i know you worked with jp right is he yep. your only coach that you've had and you're doing uh, this off season is just you right
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have had two coaches in my life. I did about four years before I got my first coach. And then I wanted to kind of take things seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I employed um, uh, an IFBB Pro bikini athlete. Her name was Nina Ross. Um, and she kind of opened my eyes up to how far I could push my body and how far you need to push your body to get lean enough. Because I was never lean enough. A lot of people's problems with bodybuilding is it's like, especially yeah. especially natural bodybuilders, it's like conditioned, you know, conditioned wind shows. Um, so she kind of opened my eyes up to how much to push. Um, and then I had like a few, uh, probably like 18 months away from her and then learned loads on my own and, and, and would consider myself like pretty well knowledge well always searching for more knowledge but like I knew I knew the basics pretty pretty damn well at that point um and then I thought I need to if I want to be a pro I need to employ a pro maker um and that's where JP came in and I was with him for 14 months um and I finished with him in October after my last competition and now I'm on my own again
0: yeah that's a great point because for for me personally like when i try to get lean i've never been uh i've never been shredded in my life like you know yeah fat veins all that shit like i think the lowest i've probably gotten my body fat honestly has been like maybe eight percent and like yeah. i probably um i probably fluctuate like regularly like before i did any dieting just like a human being, you know, just by natural like kind of where my body was just through high school and stuff. Probably like I don't know, 12, 13% something like that. So, I was never like a hard hard gainer per se or someone that just like had abs, but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely so much harder than uh you know, people think to lose weight if if, if you have a problem with it. I know it's easier for some like obviously like Alberto Núñez has a yeah. easier time getting lean than like Eric Helms which I I I like when they talk about it because Eric has to like starve himself and Berto's like on 400 carbs. So.
1: He's chilling. Yeah, it's so individual.
0: Yeah, it's so individual. But yeah, it's a great point. So what is your – when you go to get lean, uh, I was – for most of your videos, you start adding in the cardio and then you just ramp it up as it goes and then obviously um, lower the macros as time goes on, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of playing with that deficit um, putting us deeper and deeper into deficit as your kind of metabolism kind of adapts over time, you know, human body adaptation machine. So every time you make a change, eventually, like your body is going to catch up with it and understand what's going on. So you kind of need to constantly change. So yeah, cardio comes in, ramps up, same with the calories going downwards.
0: And how long was your last prep? 16 weeks? Yes, yeah, so I, I from for my first competition. I gave myself 17
1: weeks. Um, I don't, don't know what I think I just I actually just think I just miscounted I was yeah. supposed to do 16 and I ended up doing 17 so that was fine um, but the season lasted like I think it was a total of like 28 weeks so I got shredded and then stayed shredded for an extra eight nine weeks afterwards
0: yeah so when you do you do you add in cardio right away and then just increase the um the time or do you wait to throw it in for a bit
1: yeah, um, So I tend to right at the start of a cut is normally just food because if you're coming off, off a bulk or a maintenance phase, chances are you probably have an excess food anyway. So I think the most important thing is to find where maintenance is and where you're not losing weight or gaining weight. Um, so that could, that could mean that a big chunk of food comes out right away. Um, But it definitely won't be any cardio because you just want to have, you want to be changing one variable at a time. So eventually, uh, first things first, find the maintenance and then put yourself into a deficit of just food. Um, because chances are food's going to be pretty damn high anyway, at that point, and you're going to be losing weight. If you've had a good off season, you're going to be losing weight pretty damn well anyway, off, uh, higher, higher macros. Um, and then, yeah, like it, it kind of depends on your mental mentality, you know, like I have people who just have that horrible association with cardio and they just, they just fucking hate it, you know? So yeah. you can't, you can't be throwing them three days cardio at 16 weeks out and they're thinking I've got to do three days cardio for 16 weeks and that's going to go up. So very, very individual based. But for me, like I love the cardio. I I love the suck. I love that that feeling of just like get off this stairmaster right now. I, I love that feeling. So I, I bring my cardio in after a couple of weeks just to feel better. Um and I noticed I train better with, with a little bit more cardio in as well. And then yeah, that'll just go up in that'll go up in time, but I'll keep the variable of heart rate the same so that you so that you can standardize how much output you're doing. So obviously every machine is not going to read exactly how many calories you burn, but it will probably read your heart rate fairly well, you know, within 5, 10 beats. And if you keep that minimum heart rate, um, that will give you like a solid variable to to go off. So if you can keep your heart rate 130 beats per minute, let's say, because um, you will get fitter and fitter and fitter. So cardio will get easier and easier and easier as your body adapts. So if you keep that 130 beats in the in the heart rate um it just allows you to put a minimum effort in and that's literally how I track it so I do everything 130 beats per minute and then I'll just up time yeah.
0: So how do you do you do it mostly in the morning fasted and essentially um that would be more so if you do that to you know obviously just split it up from training as opposed to yeah. you know fat burning benefits but yeah,
1: exactly that thought. Yeah, I also like. I do find there's mental benefits of of doing a little bit of cardio in the morning. Yeah. Obviously, releasing endorphins and and getting that feel good feel that you get after a workout if you do that first thing in the morning, and get it out of the way and separate it from training. I think it's it's a decent it's a decent benefit there.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I'm not doing any cardio at the moment. I'm kind of trying to, you know, raise my food up. And I was gonna kind of do a taper where I tapered. Uh, cardio off and then slowly increased food because i'm i'm trying to transition into like a a bulk right now yeah Uh, i'm only at like 3k calories at the moment so my if i pushed it i'd put on like fat pretty quick because my my metabolism isn't the fastest but yeah so i remember back in the days uh yeah i would avoid cardio like the plague (laughs) like it was muscle building like um you know muscle killer so like i would literally like if i had to walk to like class like try to find a fucking ride or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i've definitely i definitely noticed benefits from cardio but obviously yeah you don't want to adapt uh too much to that you know to to the cardio because it's kind of counterproductive in terms exactly. of your metabolism and resistance training especially when you're trying to put on muscle so yeah exactly um, I'm on that uh, expenditure gang. I actually recently yes. started uh, tracking my steps. So,
1: yeah, it's a big thing, you know, especially when you're getting tired, and and
0: every signal
1: in your body is telling you to like, no, just sit down. You know, you're not eating enough food, you're doing too much. Your body is physically and mentally telling you to sit down. Yeah. So, if you can keep that basal, that basic like activity a day, it's such a that was that's that's the one thing, one of the biggest things that I took from JP. Yeah. Was he, he taught me how to track my steps and it's so easy.
0: Yeah. I think that's uh, I think it's huge for like nutrient uptake as well. Like, if you do car- fasted cardio in the morning, I feel like that yeah. meal you have afterwards just gets like, absorbed better, yeah. especially if you're doing like walks in between meals. I feel like that has so many benefits,
1: yeah, with digestion and everything. Idea, I know yeah, it's the same, yeah. I can feel it.
0: So, um, I want to talk about training. So. What is your current training split? How many, uh, how many rest days do you have a week? Like what's your split like right now?
1: Sure, so I do a push-pull leg split. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not like, I'm not that person who has like Monday pull, Monday, uh, Tuesday this, Wednesday this, because I always kind of change my rest days depending on like how I'm, what kind of feedback I'm getting from my body some days you just get those sessions that absolutely kill you uh, and you could do that same session the next week and, and it flies up i don't know why um but i just like to be a little bit more flexible on that so i do a push pull legs um i try to get two rest days in a week um and then sometimes oh, like more often than not i'm pushing six days a week so it'd be like push pull legs rest push pull legs and then i'll rest again and then just keep repeating that but i would not be afraid to uh Throw in an extra rest
0: there if I need to. Yeah, yeah. So is that your uh, preferred way to train? I know you. I know it's ideal to hit everything twice a week. But um, for example, I've been flirting with messing up my routine uh, lately as I head into uh, this little bulking or this bulk I'm doing. So I was I was thinking of uh, you know going back to either push pull legs or doing like an upper lower. Um, yeah. And then what I kind of what I'm doing right now, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. It's like an upper lower rest and then the next four days are kind of like a body part split so it's like an eight day eight day split so two on one off four one off and the main reason is because i think yeah upper lower days are super beneficial i obviously hit everything in those two days and then the next four days i've always loved training like you know arms so i have an arm day for myself so how do you how how would you what would you say the importance is of enjoying your routine or your fitness routine versus, yeah. you know, doing shit that you, ne- you don't necessarily like. And like, how would you say those things come together? Because I know it's like, like I'm in a weird point where it's like, do I want to, you know, enjoy my training, enjoy what I'm doing? And are those benefits of me actually like having a good time in the gym going to outweigh you know, me doing workouts I don't necessarily like, like lower day is good. Like I squat and deadlift. I obviously put in a lot of work that day in terms of like, um, you know, creating stimulus, lifting heavy and things like that. But it's obviously not the funnest day. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. It's fun afterwards. And you're like, fuck yeah, I did it. But um, you know, like for me, arm day, I put that back in I even have one day that's kind of like a freestyle at the moment. I'm still dialing in my routine, so it's like yeah, just yes. But what are your opinions on that?
1: I definitely think um, like the most important thing, because I'm because I'm an online coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like I deal with training programs a lot, and, and the most the things that I get back are like this doesn't work. Like I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying that, and actually, just it, it leads to like less adherence. Like you're less likely yeah, to definitely. to put everything into it. You know, if you've got like that one little number in your head, everyone's got an exercise they like in the moment uh, that they like, you know, like for me right now is bench pressing because mm-hmm. I've just, I've just come off an injury. And I think, you know, I can't wait for that bench press. And like, it's in my head, like for a couple of days before. And if you can get like that about lifts and like really learn to just love the lifts that you do. Mm-hmm. And because there's a million ways to train chest, you know, like you, if I give you a bench press to do. And you hate bench press. You don't need to do bench press. You can do something else, you know. So, I think getting stuck and married to one idea um, and doing things that you don't like it doesn't. You don't really need to do that. You don't need to do that because there's so many different ways, especially, especially today with the internet, YouTube, the amount of different bits, bits of technology that goes into into the equipment these days. Like you can train everything so many different ways that you you should be able to find a way that you like. And then I think just combining something that you like with structure as well is, is is really the the main game, the main aim as well.
0: Yeah, that's the great thing about bodybuilding. you know, you don't have to do any certain exercises, so exactly. Yeah. I've always found that um, you know, kind of picking a few exercises and really progressing on them, you know almost works better than trying to do such a wide variety because you can just zone in on those few exercises and like really kill it as opposed to like you know switching things up every every few sets and like throwing in super sets which i do from time to time but just like really focusing on like a a heavy leg press or like a heavy squat or like you know a bench uh yeah exactly super beneficial yeah same So when did you um, start um, your online coaching? Was that just after a few first few competitions and then wanted to help some people get in shape as well?
1: Yeah. So it was a pretty uh, normal route. Like I think I'd been training for about four years. I probably competed four or five times. And, And then like some of my friends started wanting some help. So I just helped them for free. Some people messaged me on Instagram, so I helped them for free. And then they kind of came back to me with like, oh, this is how I've changed. And I thought, oh, maybe I can make this my life one day. <laughs> and then I just went for it. Um, so I I've been online coaching for two years, but very like intermittently. And then it's been this last year that I've taken it full time. So I did like the first year just building a client base, building building up like to be able to live on my own while uh, not having to like have another job, and I can online coach at the same time. And then I quit, and then now I uh, luckily I can quit my job, and I can be a full-time online coach now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of doing the same thing right now. I'm just helping, you know, a few friends online and uh, <clears throat> all for free and stuff like that. But yeah. it is there is come a point when you help people for free because they don't really do the stuff. But man, yeah. like you gotta have some clientele, and no one's really gonna pay you just without any experience or anything like that do you yeah. have any um uh, certifications or just um over time because I, I I'm currently I did nasm but I didn't uh it's not like an online certification obviously like there's yeah. no online coach certification but it's just a training certification and I haven't I, I did it all I just haven't taken the test and I've kind of put it off because I don't know if there's really a point to like, um, you know, finish it off. Do you have any certifications or?
1: Uh, I've I've got absolutely nothing. Um, fun fun fact, I actually uh, failed my level two personal training, which is like the most basic thing ever. I did that like two years ago and I answered some rubbish questions and and I failed it. You know, it's just, it's not. I don't, know, I don't think it's a direct correlation into how you can be as a coach, you know, especially with what they're teaching you in those things, you know, they're not teaching you about what Eric Helms is teaching you, you know, what Albert, these guys are speaking on another level compared to like what the personal trainers are doing in your everyday club, you know?
0: Yeah, see, that's where I do most of my learning from guys like with the experience in the industry. Like, it's funny, the certification, it's so like 90 90- percent of the material is not applicable to like a personal training setting whatsoever it's like yeah it's so much involved in like the biology like it talks about like bones and shit like yeah yeah that's that's what i failed on (laughs) yeah that's not it's not gonna carry over to like getting someone good results which is why it's like you know off-putting for me to even like finish it but yeah so awesome so did you have trouble um i guess you kind of answered it until you transferred full time. How many clients do you have?
1: Uh, I've got 46 clients at the moment. Yeah, uh, my limit's about, I've pushed above 50 before, but I was struggling to manage my time a little bit. So, as people have kind of like, you know, learned what they need to learn and they've gone their separate ways, like I've tried to not take on too many clients to put myself at that place again. So it's a very, very lucky position to be in. Like, I understand that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing, but a lot of work gone into it as well.
0: Oh man, it's definitely a lot of work. Like, like I said, I'm only helping a few people, and you know, creating that initial program takes a lot of time. And then yeah. from there on, you know, checking in and all that stuff. So yeah. that's awesome, man. For sure. Um. So, what are you, when you're ne- competing next time? 2019 is it your plans?
1: Or- yeah, 2019, probably mid to late 2019. Gotcha. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. what. Um. I'm planning, I actually did one physique show in the MPC, like, pretty much a year ago. And I'm, I'm, like, still recovering from that shit, if I'm yeah. being honest, because, like, <laughs> I, I gave myself, like, um 12 weeks, just completely ignorant, because I was following all the guys in the MPC, like, oh, 12, 12 yeah. 16 weeks, like, I can do it, I'm not that, <laughs> like, I'm not, I was around probably 200 pounds. And I got down to, like, 180. Like I said, maybe, like, 8% body fat. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into all the other mistakes I made because yeah. <laughs> I mainly want to talk to you. But, yeah, it was not a good time. Uh, <laughs> fuck my- That's what it's
1: about, though. We learn yeah. from it every time, you know?
0: Yeah, it's I'm, like, glad I did it because it's like, you know, I learned a bunch of shit. And I feel like it will be able to help me help other people in the future. But, yeah, yeah sure. definitely, definitely... <laughs> didn't do it right but um so uh, in terms of your nutrition do you um i know your calories are really up there right now do you follow a, somewhat of a meal plan or is it more um flexible or
1: so i, I you i use if it fits your macros um but, but i guess i don't use it in the traditional sense like i need to have some structure if i don't have structure i'm going to miss my meals you know like my food is way too high to be able to like slack and think oh I can just like save my calories for later like no I need to wake up and I need to have like a thousand calories and then I need to have at least 500 intra, and I need to do this and this so I can hit my minimums for the day Mm -hmm. so I definitely have like pretty much like the set diet that I eat every day but like I if I want something I go get it you know and That doesn't necessarily mean that if I want a pizza, I'm gonna go get it. It just it's more along the lines of like if I want sweet potato, I'm gonna get soup potato instead of potato, that kind of thing. You know, so I definitely have like a a structure to how how and what I eat, but I am open to change.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely uh, somewhat similar. I have like those few staple meals that are, you know, go-tos that yeah, um, exactly. you know, like seventy percent of your macros and then kinda play sometimes with the other ones. I kinda have actually going from to this bulk now three thousand calories i know it's not much compared to like what you're eating but like it's so much more than what i was eating when i was like trying to diet and stuff yeah so it's like that added freedom it's like it gives you like anxiety almost trying to decide what to eat (laughs) yeah yeah, it does dude fitness is such a psychological game it's like oh wait it's massive it's huge now like i can eat should i eat donuts like you almost like yourself into like wanting to eat all these foods that you see other people eat, you know? Yeah. So it's like so it's just, true. having that freedom just is like weird right now, which is why I'm probably going to set myself like a structured plan. And then, yeah, if I ever have a craving, you can obviously go off it because it's not a big deal with the flexible yeah, dieting. So exactly.
1: I think the fitness industry is is absolutely rife with like eating disorders and psychological mm-hmm. issues. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's
0: crazy yeah i i mean I, I've definitely been there like i said my, my competition didn't go as planned dude i probably crushed like twenty thousand calories like minimum <laughs> the next day oh. it was dude it was it was, oh. it was insane like well dude, that's uh, definitely, I've been there. that's the complete opposite of like <laughs> and i that's that's the thing i thought it was like normal i was watching like i watched the ifbb pros i don't know if you' ever seen this but It's literally like this one guy I was following stocking up like just junk food for like the month before, but he was still getting shredded at the same time. So he would like show his, you know, fasted cardio and then like it would be like getting Oreos, (laughs) but he would save it for the end. And that's just like, I mean, it was it was entertaining at the time. But now I realize how like fucking stupid that is
1: yeah it's crazy hindsight is amazing man like I, I remember watching the same bodybuilders i i watched like uh, evan center whatever his name is the animal, yeah, yeah. animal pack guy and he yeah. just like oh this is my little post post-competition sweet draw and it's just like a huge cupboard full of everything yeah crazy yeah. man and that stuff like after after being so strict and after being so regimented and you put all that in your body your body is telling you to fuck off the next day (laughs) i'm sure you know after eating those twenty thousand calories you probably did not feel great
0: oh fuck no dude it it was crazy because like you i had all these like plans like i was like i'm gonna get shredded i'm gonna do this show and then i even had somewhat of an exit plan i was gonna you know fuck off that day eat a lot and then kind of get back on the diet and try to do like a photo shoot but literally after the next day it's like everything goes out the yeah. window. That's, that's Hormones, man. Like the, post, Hormones. the post contest blues thing too. It's yeah. Like, it's like you feel like with that competition in sight, like you're so important. Like you're going to, you feel like you're going to like, it's hard to describe, but you know what I mean? Like, it's such like a big goal that you feel yeah, for afterwards sure. you're going to it's something like, that you've been
1: focused on for so long.
0: Yeah, you feel like you're you're going to be like a changed person afterwards. And then when it's over and you're just like done, you're like shit, what am I like what am I doing now? So it like <laughs> takes a bit to like you know, get back on track. Yeah, it does. That's it brutal. Yeah. So uh, how are you on time? Can I uh... Yeah, we'll get man. We'll no, worries. good. All right, cool. Um so those intra shakes um i'm not doing those at the moment but i've been thinking about adding them in just because i feel like it would be a good way to get calories without you know the folk the food focus so you know not worrying about um really eating so w- is it multidextrin you use and then uh, i use a
1: highly brand cyclic dextrin uh, just because i'm gonna get this wrong so anyone listening you can comment down below if i'm right but highly branched cyclic dextrin is of uh i think it's low molecular weight with a high os- osmolarity so basically it's not like super heavy on the stomach it doesn't need a load of digestion like time to it so the body's not you're not going to be drinking it and your body's not going to be saying fuck we need to digest right now send all the blood send all the hormones to the stomach Less digest, it's quite light on the stomach, um, and it actually it goes into the stomach and leaves pretty damn quickly, just because it's so super light look, um, and high osmolarity. So, anything kind of above like 50 grams of carbs intra, you probably want to be looking more towards something like that, just because anything like if you were doing like a maltodextrin or a dextrose or or any kind of like some more more sweet, more sugary type of intra, uh, it's gonna it's gonna require a lot more gut power, um, and a lot more kind of blood to the gut. Um, and obviously if we're training, we don't want all the blood in the gut. We don't want to be telling the body that we're digesting right now. We want to tell the body that we're training, um, and we're, and we're ready to, to fight. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the methodology behind that. Um, and yeah, so just highly in uh, cyclodextrin and I just put my creatine and glutamine in it. I mean, just some BCA and just some BCAs.
0: Gotcha. So off that topic. Yeah. Tell me more about, uh, the other supplements you take. So, um, use pre-workout, right?
1: Yeah, so I use pre-workouts. I cycle pre-workouts every five to six weeks. I'll probably take like a week or two off. Um, Like caffeine is so good for performance. I don't care who says it. Like it just gets me, man. Like if you you come off pre-workouts for a week and you go back in, that workout is guaranteed to just be absolutely savage, you know. And I think Mm -hmm. if you just long-term abuse caffeine, you get immune to it, you become uh, dependent on it, and you rely on it. Been there, done that especially during a prep, especially during a contest prep. Um, when you're doing like 12, 16 weeks of just like straight Mm pre-workouts. Um, so yeah, I do pre-workouts. I do, uh, creatine five grams a day, every day. Um, just for extra creatine phosphate stores, more energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do glutamine. The only reason I do glutamine is for gut health. Um, so obviously with food being super high, um, I, Tend to get a few gut issues just because bodies aren't meant to eat five thousand calories a day, regardless. Um, so I've tried to just play with a few supplements to see what can help me, and I, I honestly find glutamine help a little bit. To be honest, I didn't think it would. Um, I managed to get a free sample, like like fifty grams of it, and I tried it like four or five days in a row, and like I, I noticed a difference. So glutamine, I think it helps kind of repair your intestinal wall, wall um, which can sometimes permeate and and, be, and leak a little bit once you're eating so much food. Mm-hmm. Um, so glutamine, um, and then just like vitamin D supplements because it's never sunny in England, usually. Um, and then whenever I get sun, I I don't take them. And then vitamin C if I, if my fruit intake's not that high, um, and that's pretty much
0: it. Yeah. So tell tell me also, I want to know about speaking about gut health. I know you did that twenty four hour fast. How did that go to you? Go for you? Yeah. Was, was it super easy going from. Uh, eating that mu- amount of food? Or did you get uh, hunger so, pains throughout the day? Or?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, it was pretty fucking easy. Like I've been begging to not eat for so long. Like is I'm just pounding food. you know, And just to give myself a break was was actually very, very nice. Obviously, I got the initial hunger pains in the morning. Yeah. But like after after a few a few liters of water, like I was fine. I was absolutely fine. Um, I found my mental clarity went, went pretty high. Um, And I think that's probably correlated to like having lower blood sugars, they weren't spiking up and coming down, I wasn't getting energy spikes, I was just pretty consistently, consistently focused all day, um, which is, which is pretty cool to to notice. Um, Yeah, the main reason why I did it was digestion, because at this point, like, I'm I'm struggling for ideas over here, and I'm probably gonna have to take some time away from food in a couple months, just so I can get Everything working again, but yeah, my like the next day my gut was fine, and I went straight back to 5,000 calories the next day. And I just processed it so easy uh, no normal bloat, no bloating, just moved super easy. Um, I'll, yeah, honestly, the next time I do it, I think I'm probably going to try 48 hours, yeah, and just to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I feel it, it's pretty easy to extend it from 24 to 48 because you're just getting that other night of um, yeah, sleep that's pretty much. I mean, you're instantly at, like, what, 36, 40 hours after you go to bed. So Yeah, exactly. So the main thing with the fast, I've noticed, yeah, benefits from the ones I've tried as well. And I think they're going to be a lot more popular um, for bodybuilders and just people who are doing fitness stuff in general in the future, largely because of, yeah, Mind Pump. I know you listen to them. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spread, spreading that good word. But are, man. the thing with those is it's largely psychological, too, because I know – there's days when i've done like some of them i've done i've done probably like five maybe like i'd say two of them were just days where um i practice intermittent fasting so Uh it's been been a day where like i was really busy and it was like 5 p.m and i was just like fuck it i'm just gonna like go to sleep so yeah it kind of pushes that fast so and i I, yeah i always notice i feel great the next day and also when i
1: sorry I was just gonna say what it when I eat when I ate again afterwards. Yeah, my God, like I just blew up, yeah, blew up that's instantly.
0: That's what I noticed the first time I did it. Um, I forget what I had, but how did training go for you? Because I had like some a I, I don't I think I had zero carbs because I broke it fair with fairly light amount of food. I think it was like a, just a few whole eggs and egg whites and like some spinach and mushrooms like sauteed or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to the gym and I actually hit like hit like a I think it was like a rep PR of like five for my bench at the time which I was like super surprised I was like what the fuck
1: (laughs) yeah so I um I did my 24 hours I woke up I broke my fast keto so pretty much the same thing as you Mm -hmm. um I had like a couple eggs and maybe some bacon I think I had uh and then I kind of went about my day a little bit and I trained a little bit later that day and I had one banana and a protein shake and then I had my normal intro, which was 90 grams of sick addiction. And I felt like that was the elixir of life when I was drinking it. Yeah. I was I was just at every sip I'm getting bigger and bigger. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, because I've been 24 hours without any food, pretty much any food. Okay, I had some eggs in the morning and, and a banana. But like I never reacted like to that, to just like one banana in my life. Especially being bigger, like being hundred kilos. Like to react to carbs, I need like Five six hundred, you know, and I was yeah. having twenty twenty five grams of sugar, and I just blew up. And it was like being shredded again, you know. When you're absolutely shredded, and you have like some chum junk food or a little oh, bit extra carbs, and you just yeah. blow up. That's how I felt. It was incredible.
0: That's amazing.
1: And actually, I feel like I noticed. I noticed my like. I I feel like my sensitivity to food was high for like three or four days afterwards. And right now, like I think now it's back to normal. Yeah. But, that was pretty interesting to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they definitely have the benefits. Do you do um, intermittent fasting at all? Or when you're um,
1: even- so, uh, Yeah, so I, so I intermittent fast um, like once a week, every week anyway. Um, yeah. I've always, I, and I do that on my rest day, so I can just kind of spend more time without any um, any sugars going into my, or any, um, sorry, any glycogen going into my stomach, just to kind of give my stomach a break um, and, in, and in hopes to resensitize. And then when I compete, uh-huh. Yeah, like I think I think backloading backloading food is, is a very very good tool because I'm never really that hungry in the morning anyway. So if you yeah. wake up, you go do your whatever however long cardio, then maybe wait half an hour an hour afterwards to settle down and then eat. Like that's already taken me to like midday one o'clock. So it's it's pretty much a sixteen to seventeen hour fast anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still a tool I'm utilizing, and it's nothing serious. It's just like. um like right now I'm doing like four hours, uh, like after waking up, I, I wait, try to wait four hours and that's mainly just because my appetite is still like through the roof, but yeah, I, I have more calories to eat now. So I'm, I don't fast as long as I would if I was um, eating less, but it's, I find if I would eat in the morning, then like it kind of just sets off my hunger for the day, it, especially if I have carbs. Um, yeah, yeah. For so sure. I'm kind of keeping that tool in for a little until my uh, I push calories up a little more probably. Yeah. Um, what are your opinions on keto? Have you ever tried it um, uh, for fat loss, or even you know how have your workouts been? If you ever tried it, I, I, yeah. I've probably gone low carb, but yeah, I've I've literally just
1: gone low carb. I've never I've never tried a full keto diet for longer than you know a couple of days, really. Um, my opinion on it is: uh, if it works for you, do it. If it doesn't, don't. I don't think it's a miracle diet, just like any other diet. Um, I, d- I think it also depends on like what your long-term goals are and what your goals are. And if it is bodybuilding, I do think that carbohydrates play a bit of an important, like a pretty important role. Um, just for that, like quick release of energy, you know, we, we're working anaerobically when we when we pull it when we strength train, um, and and readily readily sourced uh, carbohydrates is going to be the number one fuel for that. But um, like once you've made the switch over to keto, you know your body's not going to make it, not going to notice the difference really, and I, I don't, I don't think it make much difference if you do it or not, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I I tried it for about a month and it honestly just happened because i did one of those fasts um and then i always i I learned about it you know obviously listening to a lot of mind pump and they talked about the uh, a lot of the benefits from it and it's it was something i was just interested in but it never gave it um i never thought i would ever try it because like i said i'm trying to build muscle and like you said carbohydrates are super important it's not you're not really going to gain without that uh glucose fueling your uh workouts because because you know, it's so vital to performance and strength and, you know, building muscle. Mm-hmm. So, but I gave it, I decided to give it a whirl cause I was dieting at the moment too. So, um, I, I didn't think it would hurt me too much and I did, I did like it, but the thing I probably liked about it the most was just, it cleaned up my diet. I wasn't eating yeah. like, sugar and things like that. So that's where like the additional like focus came in and, i've I've noticed uh benefits to that and then it also just makes um fasting super easy so if you combine yeah. it with like intermittent fasting it works it works pretty great but yeah definitely not ideal uh for building i believe but like i yeah yeah like you said people are different, so whatever works for them you know exactly um,
1: I also don't know if I want to eat 5,000 calories of
0: fat protein. Yeah, holy <laughs> Oh, my God. Drinking bottles of MCT oil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. I don't know if I have um, too many more questions for you. Um, that was, a, was really good talking to you, man. Yeah, good talk to you, man. For sure. Yes. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, If you want to learn more about Josh, all his information will be in the description. His Instagram, his YouTube, and his uh, personal training website. So feel free to reach out to him. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer any further questions you may have. And Josh is someone I'd like to have on again in the future because I feel he has a lot to share. And it's interesting to, you know, follow these bodybuilders on um, their journeys. And he's definitely one of the natty greats out there right now. So very knowledgeable. Um, definitely am looking to have him on again sometime. So, hopefully, you enjoyed the episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon.